And it makes you wonder, like, did I even know this person? Like, mm-hmm. that could very well be. I mean, there's there's a side of this that I needed to look at from other people's perspective that I hadn't really considered. And, and part of it was that, that I needed to allow people the time and the space that they needed to accept this and process it and to work this into our relationship, so to speak. Something that I had always kept from them was now out there and available to them. And naturally, they were going to need some time to process it. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be open, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. You've never had the hiccups, Matt. I have figured out that I can hiccup one time and then I manage it I by think a certain <laughs> method. You're lying. And it goes away. I think you're full of crap. Matt can hiccup one time and then just internally manage it. Have you ever heard me have the hiccups? <laughs> that's yes, like, I have. That's like saying really? you allow yourself one single tear and then you stop crying. But they exactly. do exactly you are correct in that they do not last for long when you have them. Have you ever heard me hiccup more than once? I don't know. <laughs> it's like when I run, I just don't allow myself to breathe hard. False. <laughs> that's not That's not anything like the hiccups. How is that the same? Come on. Um, <laughs> I stop myself from hiccuping. <laughs> wow. Steve, do you watch? Special abilities. Have you watched New Girl? Yeah. Okay. When Matt said he manages them internally, do you remember the episode where Schmidt peas internally no what <laughs> oh my god sounds like he's gonna die yeah it's hilarious that's what that made me think of <laughs> hopefully there's some other new girl fans out there that <laughs> know that episode Funny. yeah how's it going guys good i'm super hyper why i don't know dr pepper i've had no dr pepper what's in that drink it's just water but maybe it's because i worked out although i did drink Three types of mixers together this morning. Oh dear! And maybe, maybe that did it. But none three of types have... of what? <laughs> so mixers. Mix hers. Hers. It's these drinks I take that are vitamins that help regulate your hormones, oh. and they have been amazing. All right. And actually, randomly, I wasn't planning on this, but I have a code. I have a coupon code if you want to go buy some. So. Yeah, there you go. Just throw that in randomly. Now, Uh, can any boys or... Anybody can drink them. And they have them like multivitamins. They have a green one Strong enough for a man, but pH balanced for a woman. (laughs) Ah, stupid commercials. But yes, (laughs) they're her greens. But that's a general one for everybody. The other stuff is catered more towards women. But her greens, yeah, you could go pick them up even if you're a dude. They're really yummy. I feel like I'm having... A soda or something when I drink them. They're not fizzy, but they just taste really good. Okay. And I feel so much better. But today I'm really hyper. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Matt, Matt's worried about my mic because I've sound muddled the last couple of weeks and we don't know why. Muddly. Muddly. And I keep cutting out. Is it I thought muddled maybe it was or muffled. It, muffled. It's probably muffled. <laughs> I like to make up words. Muddled is muddled is what you do to the mint in the bottom of a mojito before you. 
at the cocktail. It's like muddled fruit, muddled, like you mash it up. <laughs> Vocab word for the week. I did not know that. I'm going to look it up after this. I'm going to call you out. You're probably right, though. <laughs> I'm not. I'm muffled. You are correct. Muffled would be the correct word to use. Yeah. All right. How was everyone's week? I'm trying to think of what was noteworthy, if anything. Nothing, which is kind of great. I don't remember anything exciting happening this week. Just life. You don't remember anything, Everybody's Steve? feeling better. I worked on some house projects. Oh, and no. I had a contractor out yesterday to bid out some jobs. I'm actually going to finish some things at my place. Look what are you going to finish? He's bid out an exterior paint job and replacing both sides of the duplex, the exterior doors, side. both sides, and replacing the exterior doors and adding a sliding door off my master. Aww. All of which have been on the to do list for a very long time. It'll look so cute. What color are you going to paint it, teal? Same colors. You're going to paint it teal? No. no. <laughs> Grace. I have a friend with a teal house. It's a stunning. It's like a super old yeah. historic house. They can be really cute. Yeah. But no, I'm just doing the same colors. It just desperately needs a paint job. It the point is, I'm actually doing something. With what about half baseboards? Done. That has to wait until the exterior doors get replaced. And then uh, mm-hmm. that will be the next step. I'm doing these in the right order. We're so proud of you, Steve. Sh- yeah. So proud. So you have to wait for the exterior doors because well, they because also it could change are on the, the inside, inside of the yeah. yeah. I get it. After having our front door replaced, I I yeah. get this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that'll be the next step is trim. Super exciting! Super exciting! Yeah, yeah. it is Pride <laughs> Month, and we are going to continue all conversations about Pride, Gay Pride this month. Queer pride. Do I now need to change that to queer pride or is no. it, I can just say gay pride still? I don't know. I think you're overthinking it. Probably. Our coloring book is out there. You can go pick it up. It's very fun. It's a pride coloring book. It is a pride coloring book. Oh, we talked about this last week. We huh? did. But yes. So go pick it up. And color to your heart's content. Yeah. And our live event, you can pick up your tickets and until the end of June this month, you get a discount. After that, the prices go up a little bit. So go get your tickets and come party with us for our live event. Did we settle on an admission price yet? (laughs) We will have by the time this episode (laughs) drops, but as of this very moment, we have not yet decided that. The three of us have been in conversation about that because we've been debating, so... I yes, it, there has been an emission price decided because it is out there for purchase. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and has been since last week. But go get your tickets. Discount good through the end of the month. Yeah, I just can't wait for the balloon animals. <laughs> <laughs> balloon animals. <laughs> we did some brainstorming last week. We got some fun ideas. I'm super excited. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> All right, should we dive in? Yeah, maybe we should have some jousting at our event too. Jousting, like the blow up jousting thing? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So you and Steve can like fight it out? Yeah. What is blow up jousting? You know, like? in like a inflatable. Like you go the... out on a balance beam and oh, you joust. Okay. I didn't realize yeah. I was jousting. <laughs> what did you think it was? Well, I don't know. It's picture like a horse and a spear and <laughs> armor. Oh, yeah. That's, that's another form of it. <laughs> yeah. That sounds fun, too. I have been watching Game of Thrones lately. So that's why you're into that? Yes. It's where your mind went. There's some jousting there. Okay. 
Okay, Matt, your topic was the first one that was up there. We were having a conversation about this <laughs> at lunch the other day, and it it spurred a conversation I feel like Matt this is wanted for to a have. Topic for a live. Than an episode. <laughs> I feel like we get a little more racy in our live, our Instagram lives than we do. On our... Steve, if I mention anything, you think it's racy. Steve thinks I'm like <laughs> super racy, but then you're way more liberal in in that way of thinking than I am. So I think it's funny. Yeah, but our podcast and our platform, but out there is fairly conservative. Like until I make it racy, <laughs> <laughs> racy. <laughs> And the first star on the board is Grinder D Picks. <laughs> Why did this come up again? We're I just going to say D Picks. We were talking at lunch the other day or breakfast in first between of all, recordings. D Picks in general. And if you don't know what a D Pick is, I don't even know how to tell you to go find one. Are but... we just going to say the word? <laughs> No, this uh, there's children that listen to this podcast. Oh my gosh. This is not a part you should have your kids listen to, okay? <laughs> um anyways, yeah, we were talking at lunch or brunch or whatever we were having. How did this come up again? We were talking about grinder because you were saying that the way you introduce yourself on grinder oh, is through dick pics. That's not the way I introduce myself. <laughs> oh yes, Just yes. to set the to record clarify. straight here. Uh, oh, the, how it there, came up that, was Oh, did you swipe on Grinder? And you're like, oh, you don't swipe on Grinder. And I was like, <laughs> you... oh, sorry, I don't know what you do on Grinder. Back it up even further. Why did you and ask me if I had swiped on Grinder? Your response was, you, you send a dick pic. Oh, you don't swipe on Grinder. You just send a dick pic. <laughs> yes, I was yeah. joking. <laughs> well, you weren't joking for everybody. That, that is that a thing is people do. A sometimes. thing people do. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that can be the conversation opener. <laughs> but in general, <laughs> like that is. I don't find that I wouldn't find that flattering. It depends how you take the picture, Steve was telling us. It depends on yeah, it depends on the picture and it depends on the dick. And it <laughs> I was laughing oh, because the, the question was whether or not there is ever an appropriate time to send a D pick and whether anyone ever wants to see one and whether that is ever considered attractive. And yeah, yeah there, there, that was the conversation. Yes. And there are definitely there is a time and a place. There's probably a small fraction. If I had to rate the D pics that I have seen, there is probably a small fraction of them that were actually appealing to look at. <laughs> <laughs> and that were welcomed? That were welcomed. Yes. <laughs> I've never uh, seen one welcome. <laughs> I've I feel received like, welcome. I feel like that's a personal problem, Matt. <laughs> deep dick pictures? From me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the question, question also, was also brought up. <laughs> I, if I had ever sent you a Jessica when we were married or da not dating, I guess we wouldn't have done that when we were dating. No, because Kathy would have found out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just no, I never did. You did not. You've never in your life gotten a dick pic from me. Not that I remember. Nor will you. But Too late. Also, that like, door has closed. She better not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. You may have sent some when we were married, but I don't remember I don't, sending you racy pictures. I don't remember when we were ever married. having sent you a sexy picture. I don't remember that. I just either. don't think it was a thing we did. Uh uh. I don't hmm. know. And maybe it was because, like, I had a flip phone most of the time we were married. Hmm. And so maybe so this wasn't even a thing back then. Was it, it a thing? It wasn't pre like I was sending pictures to well, people flip on my still phone. Had I know, but I wasn't sending pictures to people on my phones, like, ever because they were crappy quality. Now it's a whole new thing. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't send racy pictures to anybody that I wasn't married to. So Matt's the only one that receives those. Although every time I send one, I'm a little nervous. Like I check like four times to make to sure, make sure, sure I it send to... it to Matt. <laughs> oh, it, man. it scares me. It should. Matt also has <laughs> gone through like a variety of places where I am allowed and not allowed to send him racy things. Like not just pictures, but anything racy. Because I used to send them via Voxer, but then he's like, but then it's up on my computer. And if you send it, people might see it. So I can't send them there. Mm. So if I message him through like a text message, he knows that it's something he should not open around other people. (laughs) Okay. So bigger question here. Is this healthy? Is this healthy in a relationship? I mean, I guess that's what it was. The term that was used two years ago is sexting. I don't know what the term is now. Maybe it's just. I I don't know if it's just send me a pic kind of a thing. I don't know. It's not necessarily sexting. I don't know. But either way, all of that you're asking, is it healthy? Yeah, is it healthy? And you ask specifically in a relationship. Yes, I think so. I think it's fun in in my relationship. You agree, don't you? Yeah, Steve. Yeah. I would agree. <laughs> Keep the spark alive. Yeah, make it fun. Yeah. It's flirty. I, I think it is. A, it, it is a way to either. Well, in your case, sometimes on Grinder, it is a way to start a spark. <laughs> but like in Jessica and I, like in our circumstance, like I think it's a way to keep the sparks flying. But also. I very much feel, of course, you have to be very careful who you send pictures to. Oh, absolutely. So any teenagers listening to this, you should not be sending racy pictures to people. Like, it's just not okay because you don't know what they're going to do with them. Once it's out there, it's out there. It's out there. You can't take it back. Guess what? It's out there even on Snapchat. Even on Snapchat. It's out there. It's out there. So there is like this line that you have to be very careful of who you're sending it to. Can't ever get it back. No. So it's so, a personal choice. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we want to get into this because there was a sheet that was sent home with my son. No, we're saving that for an episode. Okay. A whole episode. We're going to talk about that. A whole episode? That. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought this maybe could be a whole episode. No, not today because we're talking about pride. And we oh. actually have a topic that we told the people last week we were going to talk about. We okay. will come through for the people. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but Absolutely. I do, it does go along with that, right? That idea of talk to your kids about what is and isn't appropriate. Yeah, because in my mind, I'm going through my head like, okay, at what at what point is it appropriate for this type of communication of sending pictures back and forth? When is that appropriate and when is it not? And what is appropriate to send and what is not? Yeah, it's a good question. And at what ages, at what, you know, circumstances within... Where's the relationship at? At what stage? And also the difference between what us in our 30s feel about this versus what teenagers that are our kids' age feel about this. And how do we steer our kids in the right direction there? Keep them safe. Keep your kids safe. Yeah, it's important. Do you like how I sang that? Yeah, thank you for singing that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like our live event is maybe be a musical. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to sing. Steve and Matt are going to be my backup singers. Why backup? I'm going to be front line. Oh, Matt's going to be front line. <laughs> Y'all got this. <laughs> You're we'll leave it up dancer. To you. Steve does have a track as well. <laughs> Sweet. It's going to be amazing. All right. Send us your recommendations for our songs when we sing them live. 
the yeah. live <laughs> live event. <laughs> okay, should we dive into this week's topic now? Yeah. I mean, we that was the beginning <laughs> yes, topic with Grinder. <laughs> now we're going to dive in to the real topic, which last week we talked all about how if somebody comes out to you, ideas of how to respond in that moment and things to think about. And this week, we are going to dive in to that same topic coming from a different perspective. So from Steve's perspective. <laughs> perspective. Pers- pers- perspective. <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought it would be worth like bringing up from the person who is coming out to a loved one, just what some things for someone to keep in mind on that aspect of things. I know when I came out to people, I feel like I had some somewhat unrealistic expectations of what would have been an appropriate response or things that I I had hoped I wanted to hear that I looking back, I just don't think was reasonable to expect that of people, particularly my, you know, close family and such. But I guess just, and I don't know that this is a whole, this is going to fill our episode or anything. It's just kind oh, of I've a got some thoughts. touch well, point. But what were those expectations that you had in your mind going into this? Well, I clearly put a lot of time and thought into the decision to come out to people and like years and years of thinking about it. And clearly what I was looking for was acceptance. I wanted to know, and we talked about this last time, I wanted to know that I was still going to be loved and that these people would still want me in their life and that it wouldn't change or end our relationship, which I was absolutely terrified of that being the result. And were you so terrified at any point? And I'm sure this is maybe a silly question, but that, hey, I'm so terrified at this point of even coming out or even the thought of coming out to this person because I'm just scared of what that relationship would look like. Right. I was scared of getting judged, scared of rejection, scared of ultimately losing relationships over this, which I very much thought would happen. And much of that had to do with my closed-mindedness prior to this. Is It's not something that I was open to and would have been able to easily wrap my head around. I mean, so I, I just assumed the worst and that prevented me from like easily coming out to people but do you think it prevented you from seeing the love and support they were offering so maybe they weren't giving you exactly what you were hoping for and they were trying to give you something else do you think it hindered that at all i think yeah i mean i don't think i went into it super open to yeah i i I just part of me was determined that there's no way my family is going to be accepting of this piece of me, so I need to just be prepared for the worst. And that, yes, Jessica, as you alluded to, which we talked about in prior episodes, is I, I wasn't even, even if they had said and done all the right things, I don't know that it even, even those that did say and do the right things, I don't know that it reached me that way because in my mind, I just was sure these relationships are going to change and they're not going to love me the way they used to. So you and, didn't trust it. Even if it went the, exactly how you'd hoped for, you didn't trust that it was real. Is that kind of what you're saying? I guess so. Yeah. Or possibly but, you had already talked yourself into the fact that this is the way it's going to go. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I had. I had convinced myself that people would not be accepting, that this would change and end relationships. So is that what but, you're referring to when you say I was closed-minded? Well, for instance, my best friend in my... When I was in seventh grade, my best friend then came out, I think it was eight or ninth grade, but the guy, like my one and only friend in junior high came out 
and I never talked to him again. <laughs> I was awful. Like I was super homophobic. I just that's how close minded I was at that age and leading up to that, that it just was not something I had the capacity or the maturity to be open to. Okay. And so so in in your experience prior in life, you had closed off a friend because they had come out. Yeah. So your expectation was that that's what would happen to me. That's exactly okay. And I know knew so many people that that had was what happened to them when they came out is they lost friends and family over it. So And that's but go ahead. Really the best advice someone gave me that I don't think sunk in for you know far too long was that I needed to give them time to catch up to where I am. I had been slowly, oh so painfully slowly coming out to myself and accepting this about myself for decades. And it took me that long to even come out to myself. Naturally, someone who I'm coming out to minutes later isn't going to be ready to fully embrace this. Like I needed to give people time to process it themselves. I was sharing information with them that changed how they viewed me, that changed what they knew about me, that there are things that you can learn about someone that definitely change the way you look at them. And there are things that, you know, you think you know someone and then you find out more details about their life and it makes you wonder, like, did I even know this person? Like, mm -hmm. that could very well be. I mean, there's, there's, there's a side of this that I needed to look at from other people's perspective that I hadn't really considered. And, and part of it was that, that I needed to allow people the time and the space that they needed to accept this and process it and, you know, to work this into our relationship, so to speak. Something that I had always kept from them was now out there and available to them. And naturally, they were going to need some time to process it. Do you feel like you're still going through this process with some individuals of them continuing to process your current life status, I guess? Probably. It's not something I like put a whole lot of time or thought or energy into at this point. I don't feel a need to do that, but you know, newly coming out, I definitely did. And Well, and we talked about last week the idea of that there can be boundaries around any relationship. And in coming out, when somebody's coming out, there might be things that you don't feel comfortable with around that, but to not bring it up in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I think about that too, of you as the person coming out are just as entitled to those boundaries. And so be considerate of your boundaries that you're placing and what the other person's boundaries are so that you show that mutual respect and trust and understanding that, you know, these are the things I'm comfortable talking about around this topic and these are the things I'm not. But you're allowed to have those boundaries as well. If there are things you say, hey, I, I don't want to talk to you about these things right now, but let's, I will talk to you about this or that, whatever that is for you. Mm -hmm. I think there's got to be some of that in there on all sides. It's mutual understanding. Yeah. yeah. It's mutual acceptance as well. And I think that's ultimately where that trust, when you start to trust somebody after a big thing like this is because they respect those boundaries and they respect your life as you're going to live it. Steve, I, this, this individual who you were friends with in seventh or eighth grade, mm -hmm. um, have you talked to them? We didn't stay this? in touch after junior high and high school. And honestly, I don't know that he and I really would have stayed friends anyway. I think we kind of had already drifted apart when he came out. But um, So before he came out, you were already drifting apart? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
It's not like we went from besties one day to me shunning him the next. It just, in fact, I don't even think he came out to me. It just all of a sudden was known and getting talked about that he was out. And I just never like, you know, so I don't think he and I ever even had an actual conversation about it. But anyway, I have talked to him since I reached out. I found him, you know, years and years later, just reached out to him and sent him a message on Facebook that just said, hey, I'm sorry. I was a bad friend to you back in eighth and ninth grade. And wasn't there for you when you probably needed people. Did he respond? I don't I don't know if he did. I don't think he did. I don't remember at this point. I always feel like that's a powerful thing to reach out when you have those thoughts and impressions, even if it's been years mm-hmm. and whether or not they respond. I just feel like you can't go wrong when you reach out and acknowledge something you may have done that negatively affected somebody. I think there's so much power in that. And And like I said, whether they respond or not, I feel like it's still healing for both sides. I'm trying to remember when I reached out to him. I think it was before I came out. So I don't think I came out to him when Mm. I was messaging him. I think it was just far enough in that I clearly knew, like, how could I be this hypocritical that, like, this is something I'm struggling to come to terms with about myself and considering coming out and whatever. And here I was, like, so freaking homophobic back in the day that I wouldn't even... Like, he and I sat across from each other in 10th grade or something, and, like, we never even interacted. Just, I was just, like, terrified of him. (laughs) I was that homophobic. But, anyway. One of the words that came up that you said last week is grace. And showing people grace in this whole process. And I think that is so huge on any sides of this and in any relationship is showing somebody grace. Do you think, like, how has that played a part in you coming out, Steve? Yeah, I mean, you definitely got to understand where people are coming from and see the progress that they've made. And like someone who may not have, may have taken it really hard and it affected our relationship when I first came out, who has since come around and like, you know, what matters is where we've ended up, not... Mm-hmm. not their initial response to finding out or and i i think it's i think it's too easy to put too much stock in someone's initial response at least it was for me and to hang on to that when i needed to when that wasn't the part that mattered what mattered is after someone has processed it and thought it through and had some time to sort their thoughts and make some decisions about how they feel about it and then shared their stance with you that's what matters yeah you know someone being you know, shocked and fumbling for words initially is not how someone really feels about it. It's like give give people time to process and think it through and and come back and revisit the topic. And I think I've shared this, but when I first came out to my mom over the phone, I don't think she immediately responded. I I think what she had to say was, I'm in I'm gonna need some time to really process this. Let's talk about this again in a day or two after I really let this all sink in. And I think that's showing respect for you in that moment Mm -hmm. because she didn't. I I feel like people who say that are trying trying to form the words that they want to say and to not offend in the moment or react. Right. You want to say the right thing. You want to convey that you love this person. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you're so overwhelmed in that moment, it's hard to say things in a way that is productive and makes sense and healthy Mm -hmm. for the situation. Yeah. 
So I guess just looking back, it wasn't reasonable of me to just hope that I would be, that people would be completely accepting and supportive and open-minded and ready to just, like naturally this is a relationship-altering piece of information I'm sharing with them and I need to give them time to. I, I shouldn't have let myself be devastated by the lack of immediate acceptance and immediate support and immediate, you know, ready to move forward. Like, So last week you alluded to the fact that the first you had, basically you had two coming outs, mm-hmm. right? You had a coming out of, hey, I'm sharing with my family that I'm gay, but I'm going to stay in my marriage. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that that was a more, I don't even want to, I don't want to say easier, but that was, readily that, accepted that was more it, accepted and it, it was there was a lot less shame around that than my second having to come yeah. out and, and which the second coming out was i'm gay but the second coming out was i'm also going to be divorcing my wife it felt like the difference to me felt like saying the first one was i have this major struggle in life and so far i'm managing. i'm on top of it and i'm managing it like Matt does with his hiccups. Yeah. <laughs> the, Precisely. To, there, there I'm was, so glad you came full circle with this. <laughs> oh my gosh. There was some... And granted, this was after I'd already had an affair. This was mm-hmm. post... I'd been with Sebastian, but Jessica and I, at this point, we decided we were staying together. I was determined I was going to put this behind me and move forward, and I didn't share that with them. But yeah, I was just going to ask, did you share that? No. Of, okay. But it was... I was at a point that I was able to say, as hard as this has been for me, and while there have been so many struggles, and while I have made mistakes, I'm in a good place, and I'm on a good path, and I am determined to see this through. And I was able to come out with some honor, and I feel like I still had my dignity, that at least I'm telling them, this is what I struggle with, but I'm dealing with it. I'm working on some things. The second time around, to me, felt like just the opposite of me, then having to say, hey, I've, I've lost this battle, and I'm giving up, and you know there there was there was shame around that and would it have do you think in your mind and we could what if all day but do you think it would have been better for you to not have come out in that first way and just you and Jessica just work through some things and within your marriage you only talk about it I, no i think it did it have to happen that way? I think it needed to happen. It was a good for me precursor. Yeah, gave him a had, couple weeks to like. Yeah, process. it had to happen. Was it literally a couple of weeks? Yeah. Weeks, months? I don't know. How I don't long. know. I think it was felt I, like years. I was gonna say I doubt it was more than a month. <laughs> Why did it feel like years? Because that was just such a painful time in life. Just so heavy, so heavy. They were long days. Yeah. After for the, both after of us, the affair, just, like those few months after the affair were really and even though i was saying i was in a good place and determined to move forward i was really really struggling to stay there and every day was just back and forth on what do i do and i feel i didn't feel i didn't feel peace in any side of you know i was just so torn and just in complete inner turmoil and as was jessica and dealing with the devastation of the affair that i'd had and probably trying to decide for yourself if you really still wanted Mm -hmm. this and you could see that I was saying the right words, but really did wasn't backing them up with my feelings and my actions, and yeah, you know, looking like I'm dead behind my eyes all the time. I'm sure, and we both did. We were both just going through the motions. 
And exhausted. We were exhausted. Yeah. We were exhausted. So, so yeah, felt felt like a very long time. It may not have been. Okay. I have an example from Steve's coming out that I feel like kind of shows the different emotions that people can go through and a rocky relationship. And, and I, it's my brother. And I remember when I told him Steve was gay, he just instantly burst into tears and was just so heartbroken for you of dealing with that and feeling those feelings while growing up in the LDS church and all of these things. And I just remember him saying, I just have always thought this would be the hardest thing to deal with as a member of the church. And his heart just went out to you and was crushed. And then within a few weeks, he was angry. And mm-hmm. he wasn't angry because you were gay. He's angry because I'd hurt his sister. I'd cheated yes. on you and I was I had made the decision to move on and end our marriage and Yeah. And and he was angry. Yeah. So he had these moments of being very angry. And so you guys had this very rocky relationship for a bit. And you were very careful to respect his boundaries, I felt like. Because we were all out there visiting I was, them. I was also slightly terrified I was going to get decked in the face. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time he had threatened to punch a guy I was in a relationship with. <laughs> Do you remember? I think we shared oh. this. In D.C. I don't know what led up to this, but we were at their apartment. This is the first time I'd seen him since any of this. Yeah. you. It's the first time you'd seen any of my family. Yeah. My parents you were there. You had talked to him about My brother all. and his family were there. I had not. Yeah. So seeing them for the first time, I like sat out in my car in the parking lot forever, just trying to like muster the courage to actually get out of the car and walk into that house and face these people again. And you were cool. You were like cheery and at least on the surface. I mean, you were in a good enough place that I was meeting you and your family there. And I don't know what all we were doing. But anyway, I walk into the room and I wasn't sure. What do I do? Like saying yeah. hi to your brother for the first time after all this info. So like I said hi and went in to give him a hug like I always would. And he was just like tense, just like yeah. stiff as a board. And I was just like, he wants to freaking kill me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just got done working out. <laughs> <laughs> but understanding and recognizing that there, it's real, like his feelings are real. and. He's, and, and, he's not necessarily angry about you being gay. He's angry about the situation. Right. And oftentimes there is more that changes in life around the situation that we have to kind of be open to right. understanding and give people a little bit of time to catch up. And I was so, so sensitive to any negative response. And I, I don't, I mean, I can't fault myself for being sensitive to this it was i was terrified i would judge myself so harshly for being at the point that i was but like you know like coming out to someone who then sheds tears and cries about it mm-hmm. and i'm just it's crushing me to like hear my sisters cry over this but it's you know i i should have recognized chances are this is over like they're like you just said about your brother like they are dealing with this emotion of and of concern for me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just heartbroken at what they're hearing that I have been through all these years, unknown to them. And, but of course, I take it as, oh my gosh, I've upset them and this is, they can't handle this and this is exactly what I knew was going to happen kind of a thing. And I just like, 
I was so sensitive that, you know, it's like no matter what they said and did, I probably would have taken it as a, this is going to ruin our relationship. And so I guess. Any direction that that conversation went, you were overanalyzing. Everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, becoming paralyzed probably in the analyzation of how this person is reacting. Right. So maybe that's a encourage people to not overanalyze right and yeah. give give it to, time and to yeah i mean easier said than done but if you're coming out to someone you've got to try and not have expectations of what you want their response to be or what you think their response should be like share your honest truth with them give them time to process it and think it through and settle in and then revisit the topic with them to really hear how they feel about it and think about it and be open to hearing those things. Like you are affecting, you are affecting them. They have a, they have a, a right to have feelings and emotional responses to that. And like, I needed to be open to those and it wasn't just about me and I needed to, it would have suited me well to keep that in mind more than I did. Yeah, And I think that's one of the things that we constantly talk about, especially here is being open-minded mm-hmm. to any and every conversation and understand, hey, this person is coming from a different perspective. I'm going to try and understand this. And they may be saying it in a way or responding in a way that you think it is one thing. Like you were saying, Steve, where they're crying and things, but it might not be crying because they're devastated by the fact you're gay, but the fact that they felt remorse that they didn't know what you were going through, which are two very different feelings. And so trying to look at those from a new... Well, and there's also sometimes I've heard that someone is feels like the relationship has changed not because I can't believe this person's gay or something, but I can't believe this person that I feel like I was so intimate with and so close with didn't trust me enough to share this with me until yeah. now. Like that they were having these problems and didn't feel like they could come to me with them. And and that people have really struggled to get past that point of, you know, if we were really as close as I thought we were, I would have known this about them. They would have opened up to me about this. And granted, they have now. <laughs> yeah. They've come out to you, so they have opened up about it. But, you know, and I, I don't know how much people in my life may have felt that, but I mean, I was 29 freaking years old when I came out to anyone, so I didn't trust anyone enough to come out to them about it prior to that. But So when you say anyway. 29 years old, is that, do you feel like that's young? Is that, is that old? Well, that's old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would hope that in this day and age, someone can, I mean, to me, that's just like to take 29 years to, to gain that self-awareness and to accept something that basic to my real feelings and my real identity and I don't know I just it just clearly I realized it much sooner than that but to take to dig in my heels that long before finally accepting all right this actually is a part of me that I need to embrace and granted I'm glad I did wouldn't change any of those 29 years because it's led me to a good place and literally any little difference along the way would have resulted in could very well have resulted in us not having Penny. Yeah. I mean, how old were we? 28 and 
I think I was 27, 28 when Penny was born. It was 11 years ago. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> And as we discussed last week, you don't really know your age. So, yeah. Or a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Point is, it, I mean, let's say for 27 of those years, had any little thing changed the course of my life, changed the course of our marriage, Jessica changed any little thing, we wouldn't have had Penny. And, you know, I just, I wouldn't change any of it for that reason. That said, I also wouldn't wish it upon anyone. Like, if you're gay, come out, embrace it, be it. Love it. Don't wait till you're 29, you know? Yeah, if it's calling on your heart to the extent that it was you, Steve, to embrace that side of yourself and love that side of yourself, definitely you need to take action. It's like when I talk to people who came out at 16 or 17 or whatever, especially someone that's my age that came out that early in life, I just, I so respect that because to know yourself well enough at that age to take those steps. I mean, I was nowhere near that point of self-awareness and willingness to really listen to my own heart and what I wanted for myself and my path in life. I just, I respect someone who has the guts to put their own feelings and their own heart before what they're being taught and what society is throwing at them. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Any other insights that we want to share? Not from my end. I think I'm good. I think that's helpful. Good advice. Good insights. I don't know why this episode made me a little nervous. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it was weighing on me a lot more. Like, <laughs> well, and the I was thinking of the content. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, too, is I was thinking about this as you were giving us some of this advice. Is I, I thought about my, and and I don't want to take away from any of what you just said, but I think at some point in time, any of us in life had to have a hard conversation of, hey, I'm not feeling the right way in this circumstance. And here I want to express to you that maybe this is somewhere where we butt heads. Like, for example, like when I had to have the conversation with my parents of when I found out that my wife was cheating on me. Yeah. I, I didn't know how to, really have that conversation sometimes like yeah we don't a lot of times we don't know how to have those conversations but the first thing that we need to do is just say something we we all have coming out experiences of one fashion or another i guess that's what i'm getting doesn't doesn't mean i mean there are a lot of parallels here of look i was tiptoeing around saying the coming out story because i don't want to i don't want to downplay the fact that you came out as and I certainly don't think that that's that way. a real experience and that that's we understand but, it's not the same, but it, it has similarities. But it's also this is not the only coming out experience that there is in life, meaning there's this is not the only piece of yourself or piece of information that you are going to choose to share with someone that is potentially relationship altering that will come with many of these same scenarios of. How is this person going to feel about the information I'm about to share with them? Is this going to change the relationship I have with them? Is this going to end the relationship? Do I really feel comfortable? Have I really embraced this in myself? Am I really ready to go public with this and share it with the people I love? Well, I think about like these people who have had these jobs and for years and years and they're just unhappy about it, right? Why why does it take so long for somebody in a, what we call kind of a dead end job to come to their boss and say, hey, I got to move on. I got to go do something else that I, I'm called to do, right? I, I just don't, 
I mean, well, and you think about that, that dead end job might be the perfect job for somebody else. Exactly. It might be the best job they've ever had, but it's not the right path for them. Right. And that's what this all comes down to is you need to know yourself and understand yourself enough that you go for it. Trust yourself. Take the action. There's something right and good for you out there. Right. Well, thanks right. for sharing. Sure. Yes, Steve. Thank you. Yeah. We're happy you're here with us. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to be with all three of us in person, go get your tickets to our live event. Can you guys tell I'm really excited about this? <laughs> yeah, she's like holding her mic, like gripping it, Both gripping hands. it, white knuckled. <laughs> like, anyways. Go pick up the coloring book. Create some conversations around sexuality with your family, with your kids, with whoever, so that you create a safe space for people to come out to. That's part of the whole point is just creating a safe space where people know if they come out to you, it's going to be okay. And that's part of the point of the coloring book. It seems like such a basic thing, but I know things like that make a difference just by signifying that you're accepting and wanting to learn and understand. So with our coloring book, we got a sample in and my assistant was talking to her husband and they were talking about some term that they had just talked about the night before. And she ran into the office. She's like, I need, it's been driving me crazy. I need that coloring book. I need to figure out what that <laughs> term was. And so she read through the terms that are in the coloring book. She's like, yep, that's the one. What I just term? didn't know what the definition was. I don't remember what it was. And we don't have all the terms in there. We no, have just a... That'd be a dictionary. Yeah, we have just a few of the terms to start the conversation. And ideally, we'll make another one that has some more terms and just keep adding on to that. So it's not all inclusive. You're talking about the terms that make up... The queer yeah. community. community. Yeah that yeah that people can identify okay. as like we have just a handful of those in there that we're sharing and gotcha. um and it's not it was just random ones that we picked so <laughs> we'll try to provide more in the future so there you go live event coloring book happy pride have a good week happy life Hey everyone, for the takeaway this week, we just wanted to really let you guys know that it is so important to love yourselves. We change, our bodies change, things change. And so we got to learn to love ourselves in a new way, no matter what phase of life. And don't let anybody tell you where you should be at or what you should be doing. You pay attention to what feels right for you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go share it on social media. Take a screenshot, tag husband-in-law. And if you have a question, go to Apple Podcasts and put a rating and review and write the question in the review. We will be sure to answer it for you. 